I see you have returned. Why, thank you for this. Sorry, it's Bane again. I uh, I went to the shops earlier, so sorry. Sorry, I'll stop that. No one cared who I was till I put on the mask. Stu here. Welcome to Dad Pants. No Monty here currently, as you can probably tell by virtue of the fact that I have not been interrupted yet by some sort of tangential inanity. Uh, he's having some uh, difficulties with Augie. She's restless. She ain't sleeping. So, yeah, he's had a bit of that trouble lately. Uh, no, he assures me it's not all the time. It's just that, you know, he, uh, it, it's kind of coming out of the blue. And when it does, there's a bit of a battle on. So uh, that's why he's not here. However, good chance to put the call out for anyone who's got tips for um, for Monty on, yeah, just what you do. How do you get the bloody baby asleep? You've shush padded your little heart out and it's not doing the job. So what else can you do? He's got white noise going. We know that. What else can he do? Prasburger, you got anything for us? Uh, any any other listeners? Hey, I know I know a few of you are new, newish parents. You got any tricks or are you suffering as well? Let us know on the socials. We've got Facebook. We've got Instagram, we've got Twitter, uh, so you should be able to find us pretty easy. Give us a DM. What, what what do you do? We haven't got TikTok. Something about middle-aged dads hanging around on TikTok doesn't quite feel right. Plus, Monty doesn't want the Chinese getting all these uh, super secret information. Okay? You get that TikTok app on your phone. Just open the door to the Chinese, isn't it? Let them right in there. Um, maybe I, last time I mentioned China, we, we mysteriously appeared on the Apple charts in China, so maybe I just need to keep doing that. Yes. So write in if you've got any thoughts. Um, why do they call it sleeping like a baby? It doesn't work at all. Babies are right little fuckers sometimes when it comes to sleeping. Worst saying ever. You know, I was just thinking earlier... I said I was at the shops and I was looking around at all the masked people and I was thinking, do you think there will ever be face-based erotica? You know, due to all the faces hidden now. So there's an allure to what's under the under the mask now. You think we'll ever see strippers slowly peeling away face layers? Instead of T and A, it's N and C. Nose and chin. Mm. Anyway, uh, I'll tell you something. I have an unusual sense of inner peace today. Uh, And it's unusual. Well, I'll tell you why it's unusual. Usually I'm busy. Lots to do. Not enough time to do it in. It's hard to relax because I feel like there's always something I should be doing. I don't know if that's just me or, or what it's like to be a parent generally but um yeah i always always feel that i've forgotten stuff i should be doing when i try and relax um and maybe it's a curse of being in a creative field perhaps because i know when i did work that was kind of pretty straightforward uh 
I could relax easily. I would finish work and brain would switch off. Easy. Um, I also didn't have children then though. So, uh, But with creative work, always in the back of your mind is this thing saying, what are you taking it easy for? This might be the time we come up with that one amazing thing that blows everyone away. Anyway, my point is that I, I, I didn't have that today because today my son is sick. On top of that, I'm also not feeling that great. It's some sort of stomach thing I think that we have, but um, it's enough to make us feel like we've been hit by a truck of some kind today. So we're, we're both just zonked and he's been vomiting a fair bit, poor bastard. Um, but that might seem like an unusual thing for me to say that that I found my son and I being sick quite mentally peaceful. But the fact that we were feeling that way meant that A, we had nothing else we could be doing but just lying on the lounge, hanging out together. And, and B, I, I lowered my expectations on myself. We sat there, chatted, read together. He read me out parts of his book that he really liked. And we were there for a good chunk of the day. It was amazing. So it's uh, I think it's sad that it takes something like that for me to let myself think that I can. Or there's not enough to do for me to relax. I don't know. I don't know how many of you out there, if many of you out there are like that, um, not being able to let yourself feel like you deserve a rest. But it's exhausting, <laughs> I can tell you. Um Anyway, might I recommend hanging out with a sick child while you also feel like a big fat pile of garbage? It worked for me. Uh, oh, I could have done a great segue then. Speaking of big fat piles of garbage, the pants... Pa- no, I won't do that. Uh, let's talk to the pants panel because uh, we recorded this uh, a little earlier. Monty's here in... so letting you behind the curtain we don't actually just go let's talk to the pants panel and then all of a sudden they turn up no it's actually in two different two different sections i hope this doesn't ruin the illusion and the allure for you Uh, i'm gonna stop talking now when Monty and I talk to the dad panel and see what they can tell us about dadding. Well, mainly Monty, I know a lot already. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, how, how is everyone? How's everyone going today? I'm very well. It's And sorry to interrupt everyone else's um, introductions, but uh, it's my 15-year <laughs> wedding anniversary tomorrow. Oh, uh, so I just thought I'd shout that anniversary, out. Anniversary, baby! Wow, got you on my mind. Well done, Wiggins. I'm going to set that as my alarm for tomorrow morning. Oh yes, it's a great idea. Thanks, so, guys. Is this the point where it starts to really feel like a lot, or has that been and gone? No, look, mm. I, it, it doesn't really feel like it's been like that's a, it's a, fifteen years is a long time, but it it doesn't feel like. 15 years? I don't know. That's a mm. weird thing to say. But mm. I, I even today I kind of went, 15 years? Doesn't feel like that. So that's um, I, that's a good thing, I think. 
Yeah, absolutely. I've looked up here on the internet. It says you're supposed to get some kind of crystal present. <laughs> crystal meth present? <laughs> meth, yeah. was, meth will yeah, do. Yeah. Is that yeah, the traditional or the modern version, or is it both? Yeah, it's time? weird how they have that. I'm not sure. This might be one of those ones where it crosses over. Mm. We'll find out. Mm. Mm. How long have you been married, Monty? What do you mean? Sorry. Uh, Sorry, what do you mean crosses over? Well, I want to go back. What do you mean crosses over John Edwards style? What are you talking about? <laughs> yes, yes. Dead people are called upon to help with the gift. No, um, uh, so it's, for instance, your third year is the same as traditional UK and traditional US. It's leather. But um, yeah, yeah, no, from 15 onwards, actually, from 15 all the way to 65, we are the same in Ooh. both American and UK. And then 65 and 70... Um, the UK don't have any presence where uh, America have blue sapphire and platinum. That's it, right? Americans are more optimistic than British. And you thought you were bored during the Poseidon adventure, chat. (laughs) (laughs) A a wood present or a leather present leaves a lot of options, whereas blue sapphire is very specific. Mm. (laughs) I thought all sapphires were blue, but that's just me. True story. Um, So are you getting a crystal present? Uh, no, I'm getting a new coffee machine. Oh, nice. Oh, that's nice. Well, that's done. very nice. <laughs> Ooh, that's good. <laughs> that's <laughs> better than crystal. Where, we, was that we are getting a new coffee machine or just you? No, I'm the only person in the house that drinks coffee. Uh, oh, really? So yeah. that's your anniversary present, something for you. Yeah, so I'm the... <laughs> of, yeah. That's right. The, um, my wife's also getting something, but it has nothing to do with coffee. Oh, that made it sound a little. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, all right. Well, we'll just you know boggle our own minds about that. Yeah, we'll just um, plough on, shall we? Yeah, we go. I just want to ask. Uh, we we like to ask how various things are going with you. You dropped a little screenshot the other day of your solar yield. Yes. <laughs> um, and we were we were taken by the phrase real time power. Mm. Now. Tell us, obviously, when we say solar yield, these are, this is the energy that the solar panels on Wigo's roof are making. How's the solar I thought panels- you were about to explain solar energy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to do that. I'm not prepared yeah, to do that. It's from the sun. What? <laughs> yeah. I did tell you we had a New Zealand listener. So, the, yeah, um, that's, wow. so, yeah, how's the yield? How's the solar yield going, mate? Well, really good. And also, I'd just like to tell you all about... Um, we cut a tree down about... Uh, oh, it'd be probably 18 months ago now. Did you cut it down David Foster style? No. I had to hire a David Foster to come in and <laughs> foster it for me. That's they fine. fostered that's the tree. Fine, that's fine. Remember, know your limitations. That's awesome. Well done. Yeah, yeah no, that's right. But I just thought hire a foster is a great... <laughs> a great foster a foster. start up. Yeah. The, um, <laughs> And there has been a a massive increase in yield since oh, since the, the removal of the tree. Oh, so okay. the tree was causing some. Uh, there was a chance that they shade. Were gonna, uh, sorry, shade. Is yeah, that what, what it was causing? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> but, okay, so it was causing shade. Yes, uh, number <laughs> yes. one. Uh, but also number two, it was. The root system uh, was um, mucking up with our concrete uh, on our near my side lawn, uh, and 
So we cut the tree Maybe down. I don't know what solar power is. <laughs> there. Yeah. But so we cut the tree down to to both increase our yield, but yeah. also uh, make sure that my concrete didn't crack any more than it already okay. has. So it's a twofold win. Oh, uh, right. okay. Yeah. Big. Well, two things I'd say about that is I, I was certain the way you were telling that, that the concrete was in some way related to your yield. Yeah. yeah um, <laughs> well, I it was. But also, but also surely the, the good that you're doing the planet with the generation of the solar energy is evened out by the loss of the tree. Yes. <laughs> hmm. And there's a Carbon lot of... neutral. Yeah. That's, anyway, you know, the reason I asked you about, the reason I asked you about that is so I could outdone you. With, um, I'm not going to... Put that off. I also have solar panels, but I'm not going to look at those. Instead, I'm going to tell you about a new app that I've got. <laughs> it's a bomb app, Bureau of Meteorology, but yeah. it's uh, only focused on uh, dam levels. So this is the water <laughs> supply to... Um, yep. Well, you can choose whether you want to look at it on a, like, on a country, state, or city level. I can tell you what the dam levels are. Uh, two, well, one percentage point there, but I think it's a couple more in, in when you boil it down, uh, wherever you yeah. like in the country. So I have questions. Uh, I've got my eyes oh. on that. I'm monitoring that pretty much daily, guys, so don't stress. What types of measurements are they using? Is there a, is there a literage measurement? Uh, is megaliters? Well, centiliters. <laughs> we just get copper liters. Centiliters. Um, <laughs> can we get a um, fact check on the literage being a word? Literage <laughs> is a word. Literage is a literage. word. Is it? Literage. Literage. Peterage. Oh. Yeah, that's fine. Peterage. I know him. Yeah, I thought that was a place. Uh, or is there a measurement, a meterage? From the top of the dam, so we've right. got so it's it's it says oh, how low it is. Yeah, yes. okay. yeah, 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 yeah. No, it's yeah. going by. It says ml, which I stupidly thought was milliliters for, at the start, <laughs> until oh, I realised nice. that would be insane. Is obviously megaliters. So yeah, it's no, um, no, it's milliliters. Just so that they can have more zeros at the end of it. it looks like a bigger number. Fourteen trillion milliliters. Gamba Dam by millimeters. Yes. Well, millimeters wouldn't work. So yeah. Um, I, I, I can, this would only create fear. The the app would only need to give me a push notification when it was too low. Other than that, I don't see why I would care. Oh, see, I disagree. You planned a big day of watering. You want to feel good about it. I just want to. I just want to speak on behalf of the four of us against Monty here and go. You've only been a dad for two months. All right. <laughs> don't get, don't be getting too uppity here. That's you fair. eventually will ease into the role where it's important to know what the damn levels are, and everyone else is fine with it. All right. You That's right. And watch that, what you say. And Matt is speaking as someone who has the full confidence of having a 100% uh, dam capacity level in his city. Yes, Canberra dams, uh, yeah. both of them, I believe, two, three. Absolutely. Them, but does that, does that not... I check every day, 100%. Does that not instill some sort of fear as well in the fact that if you were to uh, get some sort of downpour, that hmm. what happens when the dam hits 101%? Well, they just release it. Let's release it. Water system. That's fine. I understand that. But what about if there's more than 1%? <laughs> 
Like one percent of a shitload of megalitres is a shitload of water. It's only milliliters. Anyway, <laughs> um, my issue is, and I've heard a few Canberrans talk about this, is when the dam actually gets to a hundred percent capacity, everyone thinks the same thing. Oh, I wish the dam was bigger. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Oh. Damn. But when I moved to Canberra, it was 2006. It was ve- uh, probably the worst drought yeah. in the last 25 years, which has been a few. Um, and we had daily signs up, like the signs up every day on the road saying what the dam levels were because it was down to 34% or something like that. That was my next and question. It would, it would have the how many megalitres we used versus the goal. So you would... Get a like an awareness mm. of hey we're using too much water, uh, better use less. Mm. Did that... they ever tell you you haven't used your allotment for today? No, <laughs> yeah, use more. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we go. Stuart. Speaking, we 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 mentioned um, no limitations. Mm. Do actually was it in this episode or a previous one? Maybe I'm getting confused. No, no, yeah, it was no, this, no, one. this one. This episode, yeah. one, sorry. He was fos- I fostered fostering. a tree. He fostered the tree. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> on, the, on the tree fostering, by the way, as soon as you said foster a foster, I just thought of a little kind of foster house just with a bunch of kids with mustaches and white signets. <laughs> I thought of like, looking for I thought of like Russian dolls I just yeah. thought of, of David Foster's. Hundreds of David's legitimate children from around the world. <laughs> of various, Living various in a tree. Various ethnicities. Right. You get to foster a foster. And they're just so incredible many. woodcutters. Doesn't matter where they're from. <laughs> he he's prolific. Like he he is prolific. This is taking um, a tangent. We'll see this in um, the David Foster five-part docu-series. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Well, don't, yeah. We'll hold sorry. on to that. Yes. Uh, so no, we've had no limitations. Uh, we're also going to refer back to the Dad Commandment. A car is not a TARDIS. Mm. Um, we go, you had another TARDIS dad, a dad who thought his car was a TARDIS. Yep. And it was not a pleasant situation. Um, my my staff at work uh, in my warehouse are uh, trained um, to to not give out pieces of equipment that should not be transported incorrectly, right. yeah. uh, which on occasion can cause some angst with customers, mainly dads, who believe that their product will fit in their TARDIS uh, <laughs> when we know that it probably won't and in most cases should not. Yeah. Um, in this And you don't want case, to get that phone call later. Hey, this correct. thing you sold me is damaged. Exactly. Mm. Uh, in this particular case, um, a gentleman and his partner had basically a, a very small vehicle that they had decided was tardis enough to take a 75-inch flat screen TV home with them. Now, as it turned out, the TV did actually fit in the car. Right. But the people didn't. (laughs) Close enough. Uh Now, basically, to fit the, the TV into the car, we had to fold the... Sorry, they had to fold the back seats down. They also had to push... The front and uh, the drivers and passenger front seats all the way forward, and remove both headrests from the seats, so Ooh. that the back, so that the the uh, side of the television box or the end of the television box, sorry, was actually jutted up 
against the back of their heads mm. whilst they were driving. Mm. Yes. Mm. Now, mm. one of the better, like, you know, they, they were, yeah, they needed to drive. Apart from a product um, breakage point of view, where does yep. your liability lie in this? Like if they were to have an accident, and there yep. were these two decapitated heads, and they and their families decided, you know, well they're they're incompetent. They they're not professionals. They they don't have the right to choose that this is what we're going to do. Would yep. is there a is there a is there a degree of um, of blame apportioned to you guys there? Like, have you got a look? I. <sighs> You don't know? It hasn't been tested? Is this the thing or you're not sure? Well, no, look, there, there, there is, but we also have... Um, we've oh, can you get them to sign something things saying in place? we're yes. dickheads, so we're going? Basically, I, I stood with them for 20 minutes and went through the, the discussion that you would have at that stage saying that we do not feel that this is a safe way for you to transport this product. Um, I'm going to get you to sign paperwork to basically say that we've had this discussion on you know multiple times no matter what conversation you've had with anyone previous saying that you can or you can't do this I'm telling you right now I don't want you to take this product because we're going to have a phone call in the next 24 hours with you trying to return it to me because it's broken or you're going to have an accident or etc etc so we get I've taken you know I've taken images of how they've transported and we've also notated and had them sign paperwork to say that they are but they, they're taking all responsibility yeah so it's difficult in that situation because like i work in a retail environment where you want people to have a great experience with the money that they've spent rather than having a shit experience and which, yeah it's hard to get return business if they're decapitated correct exactly so they don't come um, for the headphones. wireless headphones, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> yeah, so that's, right. that was a difficult one. But, yeah, they – look, they – now, either one of two things has happened. That they've got the TV home, it actually got home safely, mm. and they were able to set it up and everything was good, mm-hmm. um, or they've died. <laughs> that's it no in between that's the option they're the Dead only two things I can TV see could have happened can... and either way you're not going to get a phone call complaining so you're not sure, going to ever be sure which one it was I agree um, um, listen I've got a little anecdote before we move on to something a little broader and this is kind of classic dad it's the um, and I don't know I don't actually you guys maybe pants panel you can tell me whether this is classic dad or not um, it's the the saying of a joke and then the straight away, why did I do that? <laughs> you know what I mean? I think I was doing that well before I was the dad. Yes, yeah, I think that. Yeah. So I think, that, yeah, that's probably right. It's not necessarily just a dad trope, but the telling of a piss-poor joke is, which which is, or, or piss-poor sarcastic comment, which was uh, I went to Baker's Delight, got six uh, rolls of multigrain, and there was one left on the shelf. And she said, uh, is it okay if I just give you this last one for free? And I said, no, thanks. I'd rather pay for it. <laughs> and then she just looked at me and I said, I'm just joking. Yes, I'd, I'd happily take that for free. And then I felt like a dick. 
So is that is that dad areas or just dickhead areas? Uh, it's a bit of both, I think, mate. Yeah, definitely, it definitely crosses over. I don't think you have to be a dad, but it's more likely to occur in a dad scenario. Mm. I think you've got to be 10, 15 years older, maybe. Yeah. You've got to wait. You've got to wait to be a, you know, just so you can chuckle to yourself as oh, you leave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and call a love yeah, and say, right. oh, I'm only joking, love. Yeah. So there's, if there's, we, definitely a, there's definitely a power play going on there. As we said before, if I'd followed it up with, no, thanks, I'd rather pay for it, <laughs> then, yeah. then that would have been appropriate. Yeah, that's that's more dadness. Okay, gotcha. All right. Well, hey, hey I'm learning too. I'm learning. Can I add something to that? Yeah. Oh. And and this is a this is a piece of advice, just for everyone out there. Not like dads, mums, anyone that's oh, purchasing are you, are, something. Are you talking? Are you talking other side of the counter? Here we go. I am. Nice. Don't ever. Think it's funny ever in any situation <laughs> to say this doesn't have a price on it. Uh, surely that means it's free. Yeah. So don't just don't. All right, and I can't be any more serious about this. I think don't. anybody who works in retail, there should be something in your in your you know kind of accord. That says every tenth person that says that to you, you get to give them like one across the jowls. <laughs> I like it. Like, I, being that I work in retail, there's, you know, I, I get a, um, the occasional meme comes through my sort of feeds of the things that I look at. And just the, the ability to be able to punch someone in the face seems to be. <laughs> The main thing that retail workers like to uh, joke about, or yeah. you know, not a surprise, really. Or so. everyone needs to work in retail for at least twelve months of their life. They're the oh, two right. things that retail workers tend to vent about the most: being able to punch someone in the face, but also getting people to work in retail for at least twelve months. Mm. So there you go. Okay. Well, except teachers because they're already working hard and and um, heroes, heroes, definitely <laughs> heroes. Frontline, yes. Uh, <laughs> Frontline, Monty, are you still there? Yeah, yeah. I think he just went to add here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People decapitated, punch someone in the face. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Don't work in retail. It's, yeah, I got you. All right, Monty. All right, why don't you chime in here because your father-in-law suggested something for us to talk about, right? Yes, he sure did, and I would like to hear his answer too, so I'll have to get that, and I probably should have got it before the episode, but I'll get it and update us on a later episode. Um, He suggested a good topic for the pants panel, which was your scariest moment as a dad. Um, I assume he he meant it... Oh, actually, I do have a bit of an update on what he thought his was, but I'll save that for after hearing what you guys have to say. But, yeah, what has been your scariest moment as a father? And fellas, a couple of you said that some things left immediately to mind, so what are they? I've already spoken a lot in this podcast, so I might leave it up to the other boys to start. Um, I've got a couple uh, uh, fairly recently uh, messing around in the pool with my daughter and basically dropping her on her head in the, onto the bottom of a pool. Oh, cool. That was pretty great. Not, not uh, 
that's probably a scary moment. But um, that her same same daughter. So all three stories that involve the same daughter. She her choking when she was quite young on some rock melon. That was pretty scary. Mm. That scares uh, me. But it was like from like it was a badly written film because two days earlier, um, my father-in-law, who was a paramedic, was just explaining to me if that if your child young child ever chokes you don't hit him on the back you sort of invert them like on an angle so they're facing down and you sort of pick them up on your arm and you sort of have them face down and their legs up on like a i don't know 45 degree angle and they will just cough it out and so that's what happened she choked and it was getting pretty serious and she was getting distressed and i picked her up out of the high chair and did that very thing and she just coughed it across the room mm. it was like well I called my father-in-law very quickly and said thank you very much for that. That was pretty scary. Yeah, yes. But the the, wow. the the most scary thing that happened was again from a bad movie, where Justine rang me. I was at work, um, being a hero, and <laughs> she rang me and said, "Upset." And she said Violet was like walking. She must have been two or something. She was walking on like a small like brick like brick wall thing not very high um and then she fell and she landed like straight on her head <laughs> onto the onto the ground and i was like oh no then what happened and she said well and then the phone cut out Oh. <laughs> so, <laughs> so her phone oh. cut out and so i was like at work oh, 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 oh. I, I had no idea how bad it was jazz was really upset so i borrowed someone's car i drove to where they were at the shops they weren't there I was like, I'm freaking out. I tried to ring, but obviously Justine's phone was dead. I was like, I don't know what to do. I rang the person whose car I borrowed and said, I don't know what to do. And she was just like, go home. Um, They may be there. And I was like, all right. So then I went home and they were both there. And they're like, oh, hello. I was like, what? What?" She said, oh, yeah, she's all right. I said, but you you just told me like she fell. Yeah, 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 yeah. She's all right. She fell and hit her head and, you know. She was all right. <laughs> Jesus! I had so that. that was like 25 minutes of my life of not knowing what the hell was going on. This was a pre-dad yeah. thing, but I had my wife do the same thing to me, calling me on the freeway. Like I said, what are you doing on your phone? You shouldn't be calling me on the freeway. She's like, oh, yeah, but I just had this really, watch out, you dick. And then I just stopped. Oh. And oh, no. <laughs> horrible. And she was hit. She, a guy hit her. But she, thankfully, Shit. everything was fine. Like it was, oh. it was, just, it was just a rub. But it was, that was just the most terrifying, you know, yes. while you're waiting for that call to come back and, you know, you yeah. don't know whether she's trying to call you and you don't but know. But hang what, on, did the like phone you... cut out completely or did you just hear She cut out, she cut out completely. I heard, I heard a bang uh, and then that phone went dead. Damn. Oh, Jesus. So that was, that was horrible. But yeah, obviously everything Oof. was fine. Was man. the phone okay? <laughs> well, my car as well. It was like the one time she drove my car. <laughs> Is that when, when oh. she called back, did you say, how's the car and the phone? The car? <sighs> <laughs> but yeah, I've been I've been really lucky. We've only had a couple of very minor little um, scrapes with the kids. Like I think that, mm. um, yeah, I've never really had the huge, the massive scare. But we did have we had it with my nephew. So funnily enough, we were down at the shops, and all of a sudden, one of my nephews had just disappeared, mm. and we literally couldn't find him anywhere. And he was in the middle of an intersection on a traffic island. And this he, the kid was two Jesus. at the time. Oh. In the middle of and I was just and we were just Oh my god. Oh my god. It was just that was just the most like you just can't the number of things that could have happened is just the I think that's the thing. It's always gonna be 
hopefully most of the time the your mind's going to go to the worst place possible and i think yep. that's the, i think that your mind is your your worst enemy in this situation yep. with kids and stuff like you know you immediately assume the worst for anything in all these situations it's the unknown mm. is what makes it so palpable and so scary like i had george but- we had george just a few weeks <laughs> It was a couple of months ago, sorry. Oh, and I was actually videotaping him, so I could actually I could post this. Um, <laughs> he was he was he was doing his magic trick, which is was his amazing throwing things on the floor and then they disappeared. But then he grabbed onto his sister who was walking past while he was sitting in the high chair, and the chair just went whoop straight down on the oh, ground. No. And he's just like, oh no! And once again, <laughs> dead foot dead footage afterwards. It's. it's it's got its moments. I think that I think that's it. The unknown, the where your mind goes to, is definitely the scariest thing. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. So well, I had I had the same experience in regards to the child disappearing, but we didn't know at that stage. So the only reason we found out was because Jasmine was yeah four, three or four, and we went to a party in Sydney, in Concord, and everyone else at the party. There was probably 50 people at the party, um, all family. And we thought, everyone else thought that everyone else had Jasmine. Mm. Turns out that a couple of family members had gone out the front to have a smoke, left the gate open, uh, and Jasmine wandered down the road across a main intersection and into a park (laughs) and then got brought back to the house by a stranger who brought her back up the street and said, I could hear that there was a party going on. I assumed that this child belonged to you guys. Wow. And she got brought back into the house and I was just I don't know that I would make that assumption if it were me. Well, it was... If she was four, she might have been able to verbalise. It was just... here or something, like, yeah. And you know, like to, from going from not knowing, not knowing that your child was missing, oh, God. to thinking about what knowing, could have happened. Oh, yeah, like oh. that was, like that's still every now and again. I just kind of go, huh. you know, like you get that. <laughs> yeah, that. Um, yep. You know, she's twenty now, and like it's sensational. But uh, that could have been a whole lot of different things. Mm. Um, and then yeah. there's the two times that Rosie's. Yeah. Had to had, be, had allergies. Um, yeah, so she's my youngest daughter is anaphylactic. Yeah. yeah. Oh, sure. Okay. And so the first time was probably the scariest, uh, but the second time was like, oh fuck, because I'd left the EpiPen at home, but luckily we were only a hundred meters from home, and I don't run very fast most of the time, but I tell you what, I was hurdling fences. And the strides were were just oh. huge. Yeah. I probably yeah. would have won the two hundred meters. Yeah, BFG style, like the real BFG. Yeah, man. absolutely. And again, this is yep. The um, it took me. I, I got across the road in one in one step. One bound, yeah, yep. of course. Mm. It's good. Uh, yeah. So they were the probably the three scariest moments as a parent for me. Yeah. Look, I, I think um, probably early on, and as I've said, I'm a stepdad to the oldest one. I think early on there were some scary moments when, and I won't go into details because it's probably not my place to hear, but there were scary moments when Owen was with the sand and just 
shit was happening that was just really fucked. Not on. Mm. Mm. Uh, but in terms of uh, Dylan, I think yeah, the scariest moment, and I and it ties in with me saving the best catch of my life for the right moment was um, <laughs> getting a kind of spidey sense. And maybe I didn't really need a spidey sense because Dylan, much to my shame, is one of the most unco kids you could ever probably imagine meeting. But um, this is when he was very young. He um, started falling down the stairs and was gathering really quick pace towards the floor with about to hit his noggin on the floor very hard and I did the the big dive across the room and got my hand under his head right at the last second to <laughs> to to cushion the blow so yeah that's um career best catch I was happy it was right then <laughs> did you get the movie moment as well Buckland where you where you cradled his head in your hand and you dive mm. to the floor and you just met eyes and you're just like, saved you. Oh, uh, no, like... Tell your uh, mum I saved you. I don't really... Well, I didn't need to. <laughs> Mish was on the lounge watching. So oh, I God. got... Yeah, that, you know, that... I, I got her memorialised. I don't have to try and explain to her later on going, oh, you should have seen that. Oh, and I just... <laughs> Does she tell yeah. you? Does she just every now and again go? Yeah, every now and then, every now and then, do you just look over at her and go, "Remember that catch?" Um, I did. I haven't for a while, but I will after we get off here. <laughs> How good was that catch? Or because she listens to the podcast, I wait till I think she's listening, and then I will just watch her. Give her the nod. Yeah, yeah. Remember that? Mm. <laughs> um. So there you go, Monty. My and, uh... and Monty's father-in-law. My father-in-law, I believe. No, it's Wayne, but Wayne. Uh, Peter's Wayne. also a good name. Yeah, um, we, we like revisiting. We like revisiting trauma. Thanks, yeah, Wayne. yeah. Sorry, that all got a bit serious. That's um, where it was Peter from. Yeah. I'm sure he has had scarier moments, but the one that Wayne brought up um, to, I believe, my wife or maybe my mother-in-law was an, a, a moment that involved me, in fact. Um, my wife and I were camping in the Rocky Mountains with uh, Wayne and Margaret, her parents. And um, we were out in a near-freezing body of water Mm. and Lindsay, my wife, and I were canoeing um, somewhere in the middle of the water. And I'm not exactly sure on what happened, but I believe I made some kind of rude joke and my wife decided to turn around and try and hit me with the oar. As she did, she fell into the freezing water, which, look, in my, like, I was like, it's fine, it's not that freezing, it's fine. But, um, yeah, she fell in and nearly pulled me in as well and nearly pulled the whole canoe over, but we we managed to hold her up and kind of uh, get her to shore. She didn't get back in the boat. That would have caused all sorts of issues. Yeah. But Wayne, I believe, said this was one of his scariest moments, even though I knew the whole time she was fine. She was, was yeah. Oh, well, well, there you go. Now, I just, sorry to to jump in, just to plug my other podcast, The Chattering Classes. I was talking to, um, in an episode coming up with uh, my mother-in-law, and she Mm. was talking about how something to consider uh, when you're a parent is your parents are hanging on the day when you tell them a story that you've accidentally hurt your child. 
like they've fallen, or you're not like, you know, like they've fallen off the lounge or they've hurt themselves stupidly because there's a lot of pressure on grandparents to not be the first people where the child (laughs) hits their head, you know, falls over, rolls over. The things that babies do or kids do, that there's the pressures on the grandparents that it doesn't happen the first time when they're in their care. Now, that's interesting. Just to add an addendum to my daughter's uh, anaphylaxis, my mother was the person that gave her the cashew paste that sent her to the hospital. Yeah. (laughs) It was, oh, what a horror. Like, that's that's a horrible experience. Like, it could have happened to any of us. As I've said before, I I would have kilos of cashews in my my house. And yet. So, her memory memory of that event is probably far worse than yours, Wigo. Well, yeah. Like, the the what ifs for her are way worse. Exactly. Well,. I'd say they're on par. <laughs> well, mm. both scenarios means my daughter's dead. So, well, <laughs> on that cheery note, thanks everyone. Well, listen. Wow. So, um, we uh, we've got a few other kind of topics floating around that we didn't get to, so we'll do them in upcoming episodes. We also wanted to do creepiest things our kids have said. Um, which will be coming up soon. Um, we also wanted to do, what's your dad meditative hobby? Like, what are you doing to kind of relax and unwind and zone out? Um, we had a segment early on. Actually, we might wrap up with this. We've got two minutes. Everyone can give me a, a quick one. But, yes, uh, uh, creepiest things your kids have said and meditative hobbies coming up in soon future episodes shortly but let's finish here with the wellness whip this is where you tell us what you're doing for yourself because you can't look after other people until you've looked after yourself and made sure you're all right so guys quickly what are you doing what have you done this week for yourself i've uh i went to the podiatrist oh how good's that well <laughs> Yeah, like, I, seriously, like honestly, I can't wait to go back. <laughs> I can walk again. <laughs> well, my podiatrist. Well, look, there's there are reasons why I needed to go to the podiatrist, obviously, and it's one, it's only one foot related. It's my left foot, and I've had some issues with some pain in my left foot, and two weeks in, this podiatrist has done wonders. Nice. So I would recommend all anything you've got wrong with your feet. Your feet are very important. Feet People are very, underestimate very, very important. the importance of your feet. They're your connection so. with the earth. That's yeah. right. Yeah. That's mm. right. Go see a podiatrist. They'll take care of your feet. Yeah. Mm. Uh, anyone else? I've, um, I'm taking Friday off from everything. So oh. I've got a... Everyone's shit. One child in, I've got one child in childcare... I've got uh, my wife at work and I've got another child with an all-day play date. And this will be the first time in probably four years that I've got a day to myself and I'm planning on playing golf and um, probably not much else. That's pretty much my mm. my whole plan for the day. Yeah, so that's, that's yes. having a nice now, day for probably myself. probably catch up on some Dad Pants episodes. That- well, I, I think I'll absolutely do that. I do enjoy uh, having oh, listeners as I walk around. And um, <laughs> Oh, that answers my question. That answers my question, game. Richard, is how many people you're going to be playing golf with. But one. 
No, I'd just buy yourself. that one off. Yep, add to the Royal yeah, me Royal too. Merbein. Oh, doing the same. Royal Merbein, it cost me 10 bucks uh, for, oh, sorry, 15 bucks for 18 holes. And you just rock up, and there's never that's another soul yeah. on the green. On the, that's less than a nice dollar course. a hole. It's a yeah, great yeah, course. You get out there, and cool. um, I finished my paving last weekend, so this is my I've, my thighs are absolutely killing me. So, and that is exactly where the Zoom meeting we were using to record cut out because I'm a tight ass, and I've only got the free version. Forty minute limit cuts it right out. So, yes, good night, everyone. Thank you for listening. Um, you know, tell people about the show, follow the socials, check the dam levels in your area, you know. Uh, don't let your kids wander out onto the street or fall downstairs. Uh, don't say rude jokes that makes your wife fall out of a canoe. You know, all good advice from this episode. So, until next time, farewell. Farewell.